Very quickly, before we start this podcast, we just want to ask a massive favor from our audience. If you can please leave a review wherever you're listening to us, whether on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it'd be a really big help in helping us grow our audience. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to another episode of How Do You Survive Your Twenties? My name is Jonah. And I'm Joe. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, my friend, like, who messaged me um, weeks ago saying how I've been a traitor to my Northern heritage. That was you being a traitor to your Northern heritage. <laughs> we were, uh, sorry, go on. Uh, but we are your survival guides to get you through your 20s who stumble yes. through ourselves. Yeah, welcome yeah. back. We were just talking about a story of... Um, Last time I voice acted, I think. It wasn't even voice acting, it was real acting, wasn't it? That's one way to... It was a reading. Yeah, sure, it was well, a reading, um, call yeah. it acting, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a, this reading, and I've never done a reading before. I've never read well, before. <laughs> say, this wasn't your first time reading, but we, uh, our friend had written uh, a TV show pilot, mm. and they were like wanted to hear it out loud. Yeah. So we were, that's what we were reading. And we were performing in front of people. She'd invited people to the, mm-hmm. to the reading, and uh, I had... I'd gone from like a, a good chunk of roles to mm-hmm. to very few roles, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just a crime, and, really. And so I was like, I was quite determined to prove myself. I was like, I'm really gonna show up, yeah. like. And there was some like really you know professional actors doing this as well, and me, and uh, <laughs> there was this. I was playing this jeweler, and, and this uh, character had come into the jewelry shop. And uh, I, I kind of got up to the front. I was like, "What jewelry do you have, sir?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, that's my—that's your line." Yeah. <laughs> Just bold as brass, yeah. full character, oh, and yeah. said the wrong line. It was perfect in the moment. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, turn it into a comedy. Classic Joe. <laughs> Classic Joe. How are you doing, Joe? Uh, very, very well, thank you. Oh, very that's well. very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Next week is half term, so mm-hmm. it means we in the UK we get a, a week off school. So I'm very very excited for that. Mm-hmm. How are you, Jonah? What what happened today? What's this oh big incident? So the day was fine in general, and then as I was leaving, I was like, oh well, before I leave the house, I'll take the bins out because it was getting pretty full and not gonna lie, getting pretty smelly. Oh no! And the bin bags we have, like they weren't super strong, mm. and not gonna lie, we should have taken the bins out a little few days ago but you know when you just kind of push the rubbish down to get more in which then just puts too much pressure on the bag anyway so it's like if it's i try like and trauma really to be <laughs> yeah wow how symbolic um but i i thought if i try and pull the bin bag out mm. it's just gonna rip and then that's gonna be so much messy so i was like i'll get an extra bin bag put it over the bin and then tip it upside down so it just falls in right well that didn't go to plan because I tipped I tipped <laughs> it over. The bin bag that was in the bin was like stuck to the sides. You know when it gets all gross. Yeah. So, so it, it didn't come out like smooth. So half the rubbish got in the thing. I tried to pull it up and then the rest of the rubbish just falls on the floor. <laughs> and like I said, it had been left way too long yeah. because the odor was like... It, it was Agent Orange at this point. Oh, it was, was there like bin juice? Oh, bin juice. No. Food decaying. Mm. Flies everywhere. It was awful. And like literally it was me and my roommate. Thank goodness she was there. We were dry heaving. It was so <laughs> bad. And then... And vomiting it, upon the bin juice. Oh <laughs> gosh. It's like a scene from Family Guy. Something. But yeah, I just had to get all the bin bags out, clean it up, clean the bins out, clean the floor. Yeah. It was awful. 
okay. you just feel so filthy afterwards. Yeah. And you say to yourself, you'll never let the bin get as bad as that again. But we will. I guarantee we will. Uh, I don't know. I, I've had an experience where I've opened the bins and there were maggots growing inside. Oh. This was in like this is in Switzerland, what like heat of the summer. Oh. And I, I swore to myself that I would never go near a bin again. <laughs> but like I never would let that kind of thing happen again. Yeah, I remember when I was nineteen and I was living in an apartment, and me and my roommate, we were we like changed the bins, so we like put like the bin bag to the door, so we remembered to take it out, and we sure. like put a new bin liner in. But we just kept not forgetting but just being too lazy to actually take this bin bag out and it's like we left it for too long and finally when we did peel it off the wall there were maggots (laughs) all over the wall (laughs) no i feel a bit sick (laughs) yeah and so my roommate what he did is like we got like you know um like alcohol hand sanitizer so in the philippines like they use they just use genuine like alcohol it's probably like filter down a little bit but it's it's really just rubbing alcohol some for the hands some for me yeah you know? <laughs> you go blind if you drank that yeah. but like we just sprayed it all because the wall was just uh made of brick okay so we sprayed it all on the wall and on the floors and we just set it alight to kill all the maggots <laughs> and we just stood there watching it just the wall on fire all those maggots like burned to death is that was like, you know, when you're just teenage, Some young just 20s. just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, wow, what has my life come to? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's how gross I am. Um, what are we doing today, Joe? <laughs> uh, bin consumption. No, bin consumption. <laughs> <laughs> bin consumption. <laughs> uh, cons- uh, how to be consistent. Co- yeah. <laughs> to consistently take out the bins. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... we. We didn't come up with this topic yesterday, but we were decide- we decided the topic yesterday. Yeah. And I'm curious, why did you want to do this topic? <laughs> it was just the next one on the list. <laughs> right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. But the, it, does, <laughs> it does fit in well with what we've been doing. Because yeah. last time, not last mm. week, but last time we had a discussion about, we've, that we've had many times anyway, about motivation. Mm. So we've had some responses from um, our last episode. We were talking about motivation. And we were... Th- please stop me if I'm wrong because I can usually never describe this and how it actually happened. <laughs> but our discussion was that um, you do what you really want to do. That's like the base principle, yeah. Yeah. And I said, it's not necessarily a reflection of what you really want to do if you're not able, you know, they're not in the mindset or whatever, but you kind of was more on the point. But if you really wanted to do it, you would do it. Mm. Anyway, so uh, one of your friends reached out, left a voice message, very kind of them, said that they agreed with you. Okay. One of my, my roommate said she agreed with me and disagreed with you. Really? Yeah. Oh. They're the only two comments I've had, but it was 50-50. Well, but- on Spotify, you, I, I left a poll. Oh, did you? Yeah. And well, how did it that was- go? Uh, 50-50 again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, goodness. actually, <laughs> there was one extra vote that swung my way, but I voted. So <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to try it out. I was like, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So it looks like you won, but really. Well, that's how I could tell who, like, what percentage right. after I vote it tells you what. Oh, okay. If you were, if I went onto the uh, data, I'm sure I'd be able to figure it out as well. But, Perfect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so fifty-fifty. Yeah, fifty-fifty. So it is a good fifty-fifty split, but mm. people might think it's in your favor. But anyway, so yeah, but which I think you know, good conversations, good points, both made on on both sides. 
Um, and so we wanted to continue this discussion just as it worked out very well about... I just want to reiterate, I think it's it's not necessarily my whole opinion. Oh, no, 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 and for it's, sure. And it's a, I think it's a good mindset to have. And I think we'll go into this actually But I today. think it's good because if, if you're on either side of the fence, it's good to... For example, if you're kind of in the mindset um, that, well, you know, I'm just not able to do it because of X, Y, and Z... But hearing, but if you only do what you really want to do, it can help you put in perspective what you really yeah. do want. But also on the other side that, you know, you don't, if you think, you know, if I really wanted this, I'd actually do it. But you don't kind of get bogged down and too depressed that like yeah. you're wanting the wrong things. Maybe you just aren't. So just, it's good to reflect on both yeah, sides. Yeah, and have a more rounded uh, perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's I agree. all about perspective. Mm. Um, anyway, so Joe found a TED Talk. Yeah. So we... Yeah, so I looked. I was doing a lot of research on consistency and things like that, and I I, I went to TED Talks because I think they're amazing, and we found this one particular TED Talk. And to be honest, this episode about consistency might end up being two episodes because there's a lot to talk about. But this uh, this TED Talk is is called the Hundred Percent Rule that will change your life by Benjamin Hardy, and it's from TEDx uh, Klagenfurt. Wow, good pronunciation. Thank if you. that Do you is know correct, what? I don't know where that came from, but like, it, I mean, it sounded good. <laughs> yeah, who I knows? No it idea could. where Klangenfurt is. Yeah. But, um, if anyone is from Klangenfurt, sounds Northern let me European. Know. Yeah, exactly. Um, go on, Jonah. So, what What were some of your thoughts from this this talk? So that this one hundred percent rule. Do we have to, to go in chronological order, or no, can no, we just no, pick no. up your bits? Okay. No, Oh my gosh, the phrase he uses. Oh no, I, I remember now. Um, oh wait, is this right? Decision fatigue or yeah, decision fatigue. deciding fatigue? I don't yeah. know. How no, decision, be fatigue. decision fatigue. Yeah. I thought that I thought it was a cool phrase, and I, this is what, what I wanted to discuss with you. So, if you if you ever want to listen to the podcast, the, the TED Talk, decision fatigue, he described it as where you haven't made your decision yet, and so you're ifing and umming and ahhing about something. Mm. An analogy he used, for example, was that. Um, if you struggle to get up in the mornings, you know, if you want to be an early riser, if you don't, you never really make the mark, it's because you haven't made your decision the night before that you're going to get up at 6.30. Mm. But, you know, if you make the decision the night before, you won't have decision fatigue when you, when the alarm goes off in the morning because you've already made the decision to get up at 6.30, which I thought was great. And I've, I've heard not that phrase decision fatigue growing up, but I've heard the kind of teaching make your decisions before you have to before mm. you're in the situation to need to make them um, which i've always thought yes that's good but it's never really worked out well for me well not in a tragic way but i just mean like <laughs> for example with the alarm clock i set my alarm every day for six o'clock and then one for ten past six and i never get out of bed until about 20 to 7. Oh, okay, I was gonna be like, well, it sounds like you've decided to get up at ten past six. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I make the decision every night, and I, I like sometimes I'll switch it a little bit later or a little bit earlier to give myself. And I'm like trying to find the rhythm, but I'm making the decision, but I never, I'm never able to do it. And I know because that's you know mornings are hard for everybody. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. hardly yeah. being you know it's yeah. very relatable, obviously. But that's kind of what I wanted to raise is how do you make, you can say in your head that you've made the decision about something, but how do you actually execute it? Because that's what I felt like I didn't get from his TED talk is that yeah. he was saying, make the decision or change your life. And I'm like, yeah, but I just 
don't think saying that like what you haven't given the information to when you get to the point how do you actually then do that how do you follow through with the decision yeah okay so um i guess i'm gonna do a classic podcast thing and elaborate my answer but first thing just to kind <laughs> no, of no i'm gonna take this short snippet and take it blow it way out of proportion um so a few things so first of all um this talk doesn't talk about commitment per se but it talks about changing life consistently so i in that sense it talks about um not oh yeah con- consistency not commitment sorry but those two are in- interlinked i guess yeah. Um, the, the second thing is as well, there's a, there's a quote he uses from, uh, Clayton Christensen, a Harvard professor. And he says hundred percent commitment is better than 98, 98% commitment. Mm -hmm. And then there's another thing. The big thing that I took from this, this Ted talk is that it's not necessarily about making good choices or, or whatever. It's about changing your identity. Yes, and but I okay. Carry, I'll, yeah. just, I'll let you finish before. So I it's it's about really uh, updating your. Uh, it's about really kind of making your whole mindset that um, you become like my identity is an early riser, and so that takes a, a lot of rewiring, and that takes a lot of like creating spaces and environments that allow you to be, uh, embed that that personality trait into you so it becomes part of your identity it's not easy but that's that's what they say he gives these examples of these incredible people for example um uh there's this this bloke he talks about who he gets divorced he loses his job and he's like 600 odd pounds 650 pounds right 400 that's really that's i that's yeah he's 400 pounds 400 pounds sorry okay which is but just under 200 kilograms 200 okay right okay (laughs) it is hard when people when they use like american measurements yeah because when you're european it's hard to try and imagine what that looks like you just don't know yeah but okay 600 he he was overweight yes yes yeah and um anyway he ends up going to this like motivational speaker ends up buying these like tapes off of this guy and he ends up like spending like a whole week just listening to these tapes mm-hmm. and completely rewiring his brain. And he ends up then like starting to make these choices of, he goes to a, a suit store and buys two suits and they're like way under what he can fit into. And I think it's a small town because the, the, the shop owner or the, the person selling the suits like, who are these suits for, John? I don't know his name, John. <laughs> and <laughs> and at I first like you like, got a lot of subtext from this story. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Typical English teacher. But um, <laughs> yeah, and, and then he and he says, these are for myself, for my future self. And so he's clearly investing in his future and he's making mm-hmm. these decisions and he's changing his identity. And once you change your identity, it's a lot easier to make those choices. So I, I fully understand the you set an alarm and you set the alarm believing that you'll get up at 6.30, 5.30, whatever. But then when it comes to it, sometimes you just haven't slept properly during the night. You haven't slept that well. Um, and, and so I getting up is... Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> um, but you're just getting up is, mm-hmm. is you, are, you are fighting 
every instinct inside of you to no no you've not come out of your ren cycle yet <laughs> <laughs> this is not natural well tell my boss that <laughs> it's like sorry i'm late i was in my rem cycle <laughs> rem cycles am i right like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and the you know you, you you're having to fight that but i guess if early morning riser is your your whole identity, <laughs> then you'll have the the mindset and the 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 habit and the muscle memory to get up. So the, this is this is me being hypocritical. I'm not. Like that, <laughs> yeah. but that's no, the, the that's shining the idea. example to me, Joe. <laughs> so the way to follow through with your decisions is by changing your identity. It's it's um. This is this is the kind of point he was making, but maybe you disagree with me. No, no, I'm learning. You're learning. Oh, did you did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like expounding my learning. Okay, Sorry. no, no. Sorry. So, uh, but also, I guess you, you get different things from yeah, the top. Yeah, 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 as well. Um, so I, I, no, when I listen to, it, I try to listen to it critically, so you have something to talk about. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> course, yeah, yeah. Well, I, there, yeah, I liked it. It was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, cool. Okay, bye. <laughs> so, if you need to change your identity to follow through with your decisions. Have you had a moment in your life where you feel like your identity has changed? For for purposely, you've purposely tried to change your identity <laughs> rather than circumstances forcing you to change, but you've optionally opted into changing yourself. Well, I think that's the thing that struck me is because um, he he also talks about the point of no return. Yeah, he, he spoke about the entrepreneurs mm. and he said like he was in a conference and he had... He's like people who wanted to get into entrepreneurial fields, entrepreneurship, that's it. Um, And those who were entrepreneurs. And he said, lift up your hand if you've had, if you've reached a point of no return ever in your entrepreneurial dream. Yeah. Um, And all the the successful entrepreneurs had, and they put their hands up. And those who, you know, weren't successful entrepreneurs didn't and didn't put their hands up. And he gave like a story about two 17 year olds well they when they were 17 they wanted to start a shoe business a sneaker business which is you know it's quite that's lots of money it's just there's they a saved, lot of money in saved sneakers. Up ten thousand dollars yeah, yeah. they can make people can make so much money from sneakers anyway they bought they invested all the money into buying sneakers and they were like the point of return wasn't them having all this money gone into buying these sneakers it's when the sneakers arrived and they had a mountain of shoes and they were like, we have nothing. We can't do anything but sell the shoes. Yeah. And so... I'll wear them all. All <laughs> wear them to a life supply. Um, and so they were forced to do that. Yeah. And, you know, because they were, you know, put themselves into a corner, the only way to get out was to, you know, work through it. You know, it worked out well and they're doing super well, not, which is fantastic. And that's, that was their point of no return and that, you know, changed them. So have mm. you had a point of no return? Have you been changed for the better? Um, yeah, I guess there's like certain times I've like committed to things and I've had to like push myself. So I'm not I'm not great at like asking for things. Uh, and so there was this when I went to Myanmar, we had to raise two two thousand pounds or something like that. It was like oh three three thousand pounds we had to raise. And <laughs> do you know what's mad is is at the end, the teacher, the the university we went to volunteer for, ended up giving us the equivalent of fifteen hundred pounds. Wait, giving you personally? Uh, no, as a collective, yeah, as a gift. Wow, but yeah. fifteen thousand or hundred? Hundred. Okay. <laughs> 
we'd actually made profit on this organized charity yeah. organization. <laughs> right. And there was three of you, wasn't there? Uh, four. 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 Yeah. So you made like around 400 pounds-ish each. Well, no, that's the thing. Oh, but so, you, so you had to give it back to the university. So we raised... What we, did you do with the money? We raised... We gambled. <laughs> everything on black. Red. No. <laughs> <laughs> the charity. university is just watching you do this like we've just given you this money <laughs> the charity trip to las vegas <laughs> yeah oh good times uh yeah um no so we raised the money to to pay to get there mm-hmm. and then we we taught english <laughs> and this is how you got home <laughs> <laughs> no it was return flights thank yeah. you we, we taught English and we, we taught these kind of like essential academic skills and we were trying to improve the education in this particular country and kind of give them the, the foothold to, to move forward. It was, it was part of a, this kind of big collective, well, sorry, it's a very small organization, which was part of the University of Manchester. Uh, anyway, so we we had to raise this money and the, the thing is, and I'll, I'll say this, there, there were two people that did nothing, <laughs> absolutely nothing. And two so, other university students. Yeah, so there's a group yeah. of four of us going, and there were two others that did nothing. Mm. And so it was down to myself and this other person to raise money. And so it it did really require me, like, again, point of no return. Mm. I mean, I guess, like, the return is I... You just don't go. I just don't go. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you, you made this commitment and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I volunteered to do gardening. I volunteered to, to cook. Gosh, that was a risk. I'm not the best cook. <laughs> uh, I volunteer. What else did I volunteer to do? I can't remember. I just remember. Oh, I, I look. I, tutoring honest, and tutoring. Yeah, I, I taught ukulele for a while. Um, I did. I looked into sugar mummers. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I was like, damn it, this is okay. <laughs> um, I didn't go there, but I, I then started recording. <laughs> I started like that would have been a good podcast episode. <laughs> I started asking for money uh, from the university and stuff um, and also going to these kind of uh, uh, um, like organizations, setting up stalls, selling things, all that kind of stuff to raise money and things like that. And we, we managed to raise the money, um, but because we had this no point of, ret- point of no return kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and it just really put me out of my comfort zone and stuff. So there's been moments like that, mm-hmm. but a ho- like a whole identity change, like that, like, these kind of examples had and i guess they're extreme examples and examples used in ted talks because they're yeah i mean i've never started my own business at 17 and invested 10k like <laughs> surprise yeah. surprise yeah but it did did make me think about uh kind of the futures that we we've, we've wanted and talked about in this podcast and stuff and <laughs> perhaps we do need to go to a point of no return <laughs> well as i was like walking uh, down the street i was listening to it today outside and when it gave that story of the, you know, the high school seniors who like invested everything, um, it reminded me of, do you know, Josh O'Connor, I think his name is. He's an actor. He was in The Crown. Oh, no. But, no but, but, yeah. Anyway, he's very, very talented guy. Anyway, I was watching an interview he did at the National Theatre and he was saying that like when he was in London, he was like, you know, wanted to be an actor. He was working three jobs and he just got to a point where he was like, I'm just going to quit all three jobs and just bleed myself dry and push myself as far as I can with acting. And like he pushed himself into a corner, gave up everything and 
now he's made it. And I was just walking down the show. I was like, should I do that? I was like, no, Jonah, you shouldn't. Don't. Well, that's it's like, he, I'm sure he's in a very different position than I'm in. Yeah. But, I was just, but it was just one of those moments where you hear like, should I quit my job? And they're like, no, no, Jonah, no. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But uh, it's, it, but it, like the principle is nice though to hear like, but giving as much as you physically can into yeah. something, you get it back. You get as much as you give. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Well, there's actually, uh, he was saying as well, there's like psychological benefits to investing money into something. Once you invest in money into yeah. something, then like. You get emotionally attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's there's more of a like a, I have to do that. Yeah, kind of yeah. Thing. Uh, <laughs> I am very emotionally attached to money. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's like the Friends episode, you know, when Rachel's looking for a job. Oh, it's like you need the fear, need and then the Chandler fear. Bing's like, "Why don't Why don't you quit your job? You should quit together." It's like, "Oh no, I'm too afraid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. It's like when he says, like, would you pee down the barrel of a gun? Would you <laughs> pee down the barrel? Yeah, like, you have no fear because like, if someone's got a gun, so you just, oh, I don't right. know. And then he goes, I'm afraid I'm peeing everywhere. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. Maybe I made this up, but I'm pretty sure he says this. I'm pretty sure he says this. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. Anyway. That's such a weird thing to say. <laughs> I just remember. It's it a weird thing to really make up. funny. Anyway. Yeah. It's a weird thing to make up. I swear, it sounds great to my head, but... <laughs> the one where Joey went insane. <laughs> it was Chandler. It was Chandler. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so, what would you have to give up to achieve what dream, Joe? That's, that's the other thing. I don't have like a specific dream. Like, <laughs> honestly, Joe, honestly, I just I love to make it to Graham Norton's couch and have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I want. I After just, that, I'll retire. <laughs> I just need the one show, yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> just want to have Fair a good enough. time. Fair enough. Just, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I, <laughs> I think sometimes when you do hear these the kind of like TED talks, you do think like, is it bad not to have a huge whopping dream? But no, I d yeah, I don't think it's bad to not have a huge whopping dream. Yeah. I think it'd be toxic if we all did. Like that yeah. would be. I think if your dream is just to be happy. That and that's the that's thing the as well. Dream. Well, and the thing is as well, happiness is achieved through gratitude, not through the consistent. That was nice. S thank you. <laughs> it's not not mine, but like, <laughs> it's it's not through the consistent search of more. Mm -hmm. That's not that's not what achieves happiness. If anything, that what leads to unhappiness and a possible depression as well. Mm. So it's it's a it's a balance, uh, you know, because it's good to make your life better and to progress and things like that. But but without also the correct attitude, then it's not going to happen. That's true. Um, on an emotional playing field. But when people ask, would you rather be rich or depressed? <laughs> I was like, well, money can buy you therapy. <laughs> so, <laughs> easy. Um, what what did you make of uh, the, the quote, 100% commitment is better than 98% commitment? I love that as an idea. <laughs> Committing to Does that it go back is really to hard. Waking up at nine. No, nine no, it, it's more just like, for example... I always kind of think, um, for example, on a Sunday, yeah, like that's my lie-in day. Mm. But I feel like if I wanted to get to the point of being the person who wakes up at six o'clock every morning, 
you can't be having lie-in days. You need to be in a consistent flow of going to bed early to get up early. It's not about, like, there's a difference between getting eight hours of sleep by going to bed at 10 and waking up at six, as opposed to going to bed at two and waking up at 10. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's different kinds of sleep. Mm. And so I really shouldn't say to myself, Sunday's my lying day. I should be like Saturday, 10 o'clock, go to bed, wake up at six, even on Sunday, mm. if I want to get to that point. But I'm not ready right now. <laughs> I'll become that person at a different time in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's the... That's a tricky thing. So I do love it, but it's just tough. Yeah. It or and I guess it depends with what, right? As well. Oh yeah. I mean there are some things that are a lot deeper than what I just said. So. <laughs> and also yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's not it's about I guess your identity, right? And I guess mm-hmm. it's about like what you kinda of going back to kind of almost what you want in the sense that um in the sense that you just might not want to be the morning wake up guy. Mm. It might be nice, but that's not really what you really want and therefore not willing to make the sacrifices. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Do do you see what I'm saying? Like if that's what you really, really wanted, I think that's what you do. Yeah. But it'd be like, yeah, cool. Be good. But I (laughs) I want my Saturday morning buy in and because it makes me happy. It feels good. So is there something that you really want to be a hundred percent at? That's, I think that's what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, you're I, trying to find your identity. Yeah, I don't. I mean, your identity changes throughout time, right? Mm-hmm. And and also your priorities change. I guess that's the that is true. Uh, uh, part and parcel of your identity. Um, and that's what I, I guess I'm trying to figure out now as well. Is I guess I guess I have my priorities, um, and there's. I'm doing pretty well with good habits. Like I'm pretty well with the gym. Again, I could be better, but I'm better than I was last year. So I'm progressing. Um, and I, I think as well, it's kind of tie this a bit clearer to, to commitment and, oh, sorry, c- consistency is I was reading WikiHow, how to be <laughs> consistent. <laughs> the whole range. The source of, of all knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised it came up, but it did. And 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 it, a part you of that you can find is, anything on there. Yeah, you really can. <laughs> they have like illustrate. Who does that? Who does the illustrations for WikiHow? Yeah, it's when he gets paid enough, I guess. <laughs> I just realized. Um, I just realized. <laughs> well, it's not like Wikipedia where anyone can write. Oh, I see. Yeah, I presume this is like a team, a WikiHow team. Oh, I, I really, I, I don't even know where to start. I don't <laughs> even know where to start. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, but. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's it's uh, part of learning consistency is learning what you're capable of at, mm. at your specific time. Like I would not be capable of what I'm doing at the gym in terms of consistency and amount a year ago, mm-hmm. going from zero to where I am now. And I actually watched another TED talk and this, this woman, she just said straight off the bat, like this isn't about science, this isn't about uh, psychology or anything like that. It's just my story. And it's her story of going from just uh, not doing really any exercise to compete to becoming a world champion in like um, uh, Iron Man kind of thing. And she talks about Iron Man. <laughs> she started in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> if Tony Hawk can build this in a cave, Tony Hawk. No, Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> if Tony Hawk can grind this in a cave. <laughs> 
Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Let me go to Iron Man. I can do anything. <laughs> Marvel is very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's In the UK. really <laughs> twisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh, dear. Such an idiot. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Right. <laughs> anyway, there's a woman and achieved this incredible. <laughs> woman achieved this incredible uh, athletic I've achievement. I've not thought about Tony Hawk in so long. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, wow, that was beautiful. Wow, I loved that. Sorry. Oh, it's brought back so many great memories of Tony Hawk. What was it? Three? Pro skater. Pro skater. Yeah. yeah. Oh, outstanding stuff. Oh, anyway, yeah, if she can become uh, a triathlete at the highest standard. Yeah, she 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 became like a, a pro athlete kind of yeah. thing. Which and at an age that she shouldn't have in that sense. Like <laughs> she shouldn't. Well, do you know like, it's like really hard to get it, yeah. Do you know it's almost like she no, wasn't like in her twenties. Yeah. yeah, your your body should be on the downward spiral, if that makes sense. <laughs> do you know like normally your body can't Yeah, most people in a demographic yeah. can't but do it. But she yeah. just talks about a story about that she just kept going and going and pushing and pushing and competing mm. and competing. And she say things like, and then I got pregnant and like uh, six months after giving birth, I then comp- like I completed, like I got even better. And I was like, this woman is That's a machine. Insane, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I couldn't even imagine how difficult that is. Like, um, <laughs> and she just adapted her workout routines like while she was pregnant and stuff. Like, yeah. so she can obviously go. Sw- well, she adapted a swimming routine. I don't know. I don't know if you can go swimming as you can go swimming. Pregnant, I would right? say swimming is more better for you than running as pregnant than pregnant. <laughs> sure, yeah, but so. I guess like you can't do the same kind of competitive swimming. Yeah, she's yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like submarine kind of. Thing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> she, she's don't worry. The baby can hold my breath for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, she, <laughs> Tony Stark, <laughs> not Tony, Tony Hawk. Oh, dear. <laughs> Tony Stark can skateboard. <laughs> Underwater. Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Tonys. Um, but yeah, and, and I guess, I guess, <laughs> I don't know what my main point was. <laughs> but but a big part of commitment uh, consists of... <laughs> 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 a big part of consistency it's literally just as simple as not giving up yeah even when you make mistakes you know you don't make it to the gym the next day you don't wake up at 6 10 mm-hmm. you know you don't do this next day still set your alarm um so quick thing about yeah, what it's like um i read a quote from instagram source of all knowledge but success isn't about the number of times you fall over but the number of times you get back up yeah true so. it's really really true yeah the yeah only yeah, tons of studies that have, and we've talked about this as well, that show that the, the biggest determiner of success, I was going to say sex. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest determiner of sex Sorry. is not giving up. <laughs> <laughs> Consensual, yeah. So like, yes. Um, yes, gosh, yeah, please, yes. Yeah. But like, anyway, the biggest determiner of success <laughs> is, uh, is consistency, is yeah. determination, is grit. Just keep keep going kind of mm-hmm. it's not necessarily to do with talent don't get me wrong talent helps and is really good mm-hmm. 
But um, I was listening to this podcast and it was uh, the, my first ever episode I've listened to fully of a Diary of a CEO podcast. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? It's only one minute snippets on Instagram. Yeah, that, well, yeah. I, I've, I've seen those all the time. Yeah. And But there was this one one episode that really stood out to me. So I actually Who listened was the to guest? it. Um, if you give me a second. I'll you keep it. reaching for your phone, but it's just your phone case. <laughs> yes. Uh, I can link it in the show notes. Uh, I can't access it, but... Uh, and I actually made a note of it on our list of ideas for episodes because I'd really like to dive deep into that episode. But his his big point is that a lot of who we are is genetics. And it's not as easy as choosing who we want to be. And he makes the point that it's not good to, to tell your kids that they can be Beyonce or they can do whatever they want because we have these kind of big genetic fallbacks and flaws and things like that. And so I, I thought it was a very interesting thing to go against what this guy's saying. But, but both made this very interesting point. It's about your environment. So to change yourself, it's about changing your environment. I reckon that if in your flat, if you live with 10 other people and everybody got up at 10 past six, mm. do you think you'd get up at 10 past six? Yeah, I, uh, no, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I no, don't no. know because I have been in environments where everyone gets up very early, and I can get up, but it doesn't mean I start doing things. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so, it, it's hard. I would like to think so. Okay. And I could definitely, I'd definitely be more likely than if I was on my own for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I think it would also depend, like. Would it be just their example or would it just, would someone be coming, like shaking me going, Jonah, come on, let's go get out of bed. Okay. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Well, maybe that's part of it, I guess. Yeah. Because like, I, I, like, I have noticed that when you're with the right group of people, you excel. Oh, but I 100% do believe that, yeah, your environment like influences who you are and who you become and, and how you think. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. But I was just say also like in the TED talk, the guy, what is his name? I feel like we should probably... Benjamin Hardy. Benjamin Hardy. He made the point that like you become what you think you are. Yeah. And he was kind of saying like, if you think that you're a lazy person, you're not going to be getting up early in the morning because you've told yourself, you you believed into yourself that you're a lazy person. You've already kind of made that decision that when 610 comes along... Yeah, you'll be too lazy to get up. Mm. But if you rewire yourself, kind of like you were saying, like to believe that you are a early riser, you are a go-getter, Yeah. then you will get up at 6, 10, or, you know, whatever your alarm is. Mm. That's what you'll do. And so as much as your environment can impact you, if you don't even believe in yourself, then it, it, it's it's harder to even have a positive environment because you can be you can still put yourself in a positive environment but you know if your mentality isn't there it's mm. it doesn't really matter and you you can see it like in people's mental health you know even you could still get depression and anxiety and all these awful things even if you have great people around you and people trying to reach out and help you and support you doesn't mean that you're instantly going to be put in this great place you also have to believe in yourself and be giving yourself the support that others are giving you as well yeah that would be the loudest voice wouldn't it in your yeah. side your head is the one that you talk you. to yourself in. true yeah. and uh, yes I, I guess you're right and i think i guess though obviously being in an environment where people are telling you that you're good that you're this that you're that those pos- positive things mm-hmm. 
um, is go- only going to help. Oh yeah, the it can, narrative it can help. Yeah. Voice, yeah, yeah. But if you, but I, you know. But you but are if, right. But the, if you convince yourself otherwise, voice, yeah, you it, it doesn't matter what people are saying if you're mm. not believe if you're not telling that yourself as well. So uh, would that then come down to almost like self affirmations to create <laughs> this new identity? Well, I was gonna say I struggle with. Do you remember years ago when we were on the podcast yeah. and we commit tried to commit each other to do self affirmations every morning? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done any of them since then? Oh well, the, even in the when we drove back from Manchester, we were having this discussion about manifestation and things mm-hmm. like that, and 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 uh, friend Kenya was telling us about the impact of self-affirmations. Mm. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to really give it a go <laughs> once. <laughs> that was it. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I guess I, in my head, it's not a big enough priority yeah. to, to change. So that's probably why I don't do it. Yeah. Mm. Probably the same boat. Yeah. But I wish it was. Why isn't it a big enough priority? In, in both think, our lives. You know? I think part of me... Because in theory, it should be, right? I, well, I think part like, my head believes that it will work, but my heart doesn't. And, like, I think, like, mm. the the thought that I have to say good, uplifting, positive things about myself makes me, like, just shrivel up. And so I'm like, it makes me feel uncomfortable, so I'm like, I'm just not doing it because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, and that's like what puts me off. And then I don't think about it because it's something that's uncomfortable to me. So I don't put it to the forefront of my mind and I yeah. forget about it until someone brings it up. I'm like, oh yeah. Mm. And I think that's my, that's my I, I like if I want to get this great benefit, I just have to be uncomfortable for a few sessions, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Mm. Mm. That's my thing. I think my thing is as well, I guess it just, this is actually something else I wanted to go into with consist, uh, consistency is that uh, I think it's hard to be consistent when you don't see results. Mm-hmm. And that, I guess, one of my things with kind of being consistent with self-affirmations or consistent with other things as well is when you're not seeing results, it's very disheartening. Mm. Um, and and with, I think another big part of consistency is patience. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> um, I do think that the patience is a, a really kind of, key part in in recognizing that you're not going to see instant results yeah. straight away it's going to be a long time and trying to train your brain to not not worry about that and worry just about what what you can physically control and that's been a like i think it's, it, it's disheartening when you put effort into going to the gym or you put effort into self-affirmations you put effort into uh, school or any kind of like stuff where you have to really grind you don't see results and it's like it feels so worthless and it feels like you're tiring yourself up for nothing invaluable trying to value value in the grind itself mm. yeah i like that mm. but i also don't like it because mm. it's tough <laughs> Uh, okay, so just to finish off, what I'm going to do is just give the, the brief layout of WikiHow's How to Be Consistent <laughs> Perfect. and uh, sum everything up. Okay, so they, they suggest smart goals, so achievable goals, attainable goals, one step at a time. Creating a schedule. So do you, you not know the... Um, specific, measurable, attainable... Realistic, time-bound. <laughs> I was say reachable. <laughs> it's just the same thing over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, create a schedule so you kind of have this, this step-by-step process. Mm-hmm. 
make sure you have reminders and rewards as well. Mm. So, you know, even if you don't necessarily see the, the results of whatever you're committing to, that you, you give yourself those rewards. Uh, keep going if you make a mistake, really big part of it, because you will. It's mm -hmm. very normal, very natural. Uh, take time off to recharge as well. Mm. So that's a big part of it. Make sure you have enough energy and hold yourself accountable. And so I guess in that sense, you can almost go talk about it again, re repeat this, the conversation of entering the point of no return. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good stuff. I like it. Very good. Let's very change good. our lives, Joe. Let's do it. Like well, we haven't I, said that before. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's also another thing as well is it talks, I've, I've seen this in several things I've read is don't say something that you know you're not going to do. So it's it's almost creating more... It's a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, become, become that person. Yeah. But creating, making sure your word has value. Yeah. You have um, integrity to your word. And so I, I think that's kind of part of figuring out, okay, that I'm ready to commit. Yeah, I like it. Cool, cool, cool. Great. Well, thank you very much for listening. You have all been incredible. And we really, really appreciate you reaching out and voting on, on Spotify. There'll be another little thing to vote on. Mm -hmm. So even if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, go on to Spotify and just <laughs> vote anyway because you can't do it on Apple Podcasts. But make sure you leave us a review as well. Mm -hmm. Jonah, where can people find us? If you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HowDoYouStriveYour20s or you can send us an email on how you stay consistent at HowDoYouStriveYour20s at gmail.com or you can visit our website at howdyswaggy20s.com. Thank you very much. We love you. Grateful for you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I showed this podcast. But, um, <laughs> um, what, did you, what did you just say? I try to listen to it critically. Critically, yeah. Um, so, I guess... Oh, yeah, so... Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no, sorry. Classic podcast moment. But, um...